0: Thank you Bobby well this morning we continue in Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica here we are in chapter 2 beginning at verse 9 Paul writes you remember our labor and toil brothers and sisters we worked night and day so that we might so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. As you know, we dealt with each of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, which is also at work in you believers. So this morning, we continue in Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica, and we find Paul reminding the Thessalonians of the way he and his missionaries conducted themselves when they visited and they ministered there in Thessalonica. Now, in Paul's day, it would have been customary for a religious teacher, a rabbi, and his entourage when they visited, it would have been customary for them to expect that the synagogue and the community would support him while he was there. Not just him, but the whole group. Giving whatever the teacher and his visiting group needed in the way of support, food, shelter, financial support, whatever they needed while they were there ministering The community in the synagogue was expected to provide. But Paul and his missionaries, when they visited Thessalonica, they didn't want to burden the church. They didn't want to burden the community. So they supported themselves. They worked during the day at some trade. And then also doing ministry even into the evening hours if necessary. And not only that, but while they were there, they conducted themselves with what Paul describes here as purity. They were held blameless. Some versions of the Bible say that they conducted themselves with holiness and righteousness. And that indicates that they conducted themselves in such a way as to be excellent examples of living out their faith. And that reflected well on themselves in the sight of God, but also in the sight of the community there. And because they did that. In that way, with purity, free of blame, holy, righteous, they were then in a position to encourage and correct and guide the Thessalonians to work on leading their lives in a way that was worthy of God, in a way that was God-honoring, God-pleasing, in a way that represented the God they worshipped, represented the God they worshipped to the community of unbelievers, represented their identity as Christians in this positive way. Why was that so important to Paul? And by extension, why should that be Important to us as the church at Countryside. Remember last week the letter that Paul wrote to Thessalonica, we addressed that to Countryside, to us. Well, it's important for a couple of reasons. Number one, when you identify yourself as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, and then you act a fool. People take notice of that hypocrisy. And they make judgments not only about you, but about the entire community of faith that you represent. They make an an assumption on the conduct of that one individual, and they apply it to the whole Christian community. It reminds me of a story I heard about a Houston police officer. And he witnessed a certain woman driving in Houston traffic. And she was cursing and using profanity and using hand gestures as she was honking her horn and yelling at people and weaving in and out of traffic. And so the policeman felt compelled to pull her over. And he said to her, the reason I pulled you over was that you were carrying on so with the profanity and the hand gestures. And she looked at him defiantly and she said, that's not a crime. You can't pull me over for using profanity and hand gestures. And he said, no ma'am, but when I saw the KSBJ God Listens sticker and the Jesus Saves sticker on your bumper, I knew the car had to have been stolen. <laughs> If you identify yourself as a Christian, you have to act like a Christian. And the second reason is that God calls you into his kingdom and his glory. You have to let that one kind of sink in and marinate for a little bit, I think. As a believer, you've been given this incredible gift of grace. And while you didn't have to earn that gift, in fact, there's no way that you could have. You can't earn it. You didn't have to earn it, but it was bought and paid for at a price. And not just a price, but the highest of all prices. God gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, gave him up to death, even death on a cross So that you and I could be called into God's own kingdom, into God's own glory as full heirs of both of those things, the kingdom and the glory. And so if we're heirs to the kingdom and the glory, then Paul's telling the church at Thessalonica, although he's very proud of them, obviously. And he's telling the church at Splendora and people in churches all over the world, even now, he's saying, knock it off. Act like you are worthy of the gift. Worthy of the kingdom. Worthy of the glory. Worthy of the blood that has been poured out for you on the cross. He's saying, live a life worthy of the gift because you've been called to it. And since you've been called to it. Be worthy of it. And so finally Paul says to us here in this passage. You know what church at Thessalonica. Church at Countryside. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for receiving the message of the gospel. Not just as one man's opinion. Not Paul's gospel. No. Not as merely human opinion, but you received it just exactly as what it truly is, which is the word of God, God's message to you as believers, telling you the very thing that we've been talking about this morning. God is saying to you, God is saying to me, saying to anyone who will hear, listen to the message of Jesus who I sent because through him you and I can once again have fellowship you and I can once again have relationship the way that I always intended for us to be The, the, the relationship I always wanted to have with you we can do that and we can do it for all eternity in paradise All you have to do is say yes to the call and live a life worthy of the call. Live a life worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom, into his own glory. And then tell someone you know who needs Jesus the story of God's grace and love. Tell them this week. Give them, relay to them God's message of the gospel. That's his message for us this morning. It was his message to Thessalonica so many thousand years ago. The message hasn't changed because God hasn't changed. And so my prayer for you is that you will take that message into your workplace, into wherever it is you go in this week. It won't be long we'll be in the Advent season. It's hard to believe it's the first Sunday of November already. Thanksgiving is a blink away Christmas. We're going to have a room full of kids. Spoke to Santa just the other day. He's ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) His jaw dropped a little bit behind that white beard when I told him we had 120 to 125 kids. But he's ready and excited. And so I think the message that we have for this community is one of hope and joy and peace. And we can exemplify that in the coming days. With all that we do in this community. So be encouraged. as Paul encouraged the, the church at Thessalonica, he is also encouraging us here in countryside. And I hope that you will walk into your week in that spirit of encouragement and a willingness to spread the message. God's message to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.